season's greetings, motherfuckers. It's Ann Nam, your drunk ass pocket friend. Do 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 theme song. Today is classic Ann Nam blog posts. This shit's straight out of 2007, 2008. There's some backstory you might not catch with this first one, but don't worry, you don't need to know any of it to enjoy it. Let's go. Start date, October 18th, 2007, 3.09 p.m. Top 10 reasons why I haven't posted this week. Number 10, negotiations for Charles Shaw to become my personal muse broke down, possibly because I referred to him repeatedly in meetings as Two Buck Truck, Inspiration Bitch, and Winnie McWinerton. He took his rimming cup of posty idea goodness, threw a grape at me, and left. The good news is, he's still available for hangovers. Number eight. Okay, one thing sucks the good humor out of you, as well as the pediatric surgery waiting room. If you're just getting out of the shower in this fancy hotel bathroom, and you see one of those wall unit hair dryers, and you are all alone, so you kind of think to yourself, hmm, I think I'm going to blow out my pubes. Because what the hell, right? Don't make that face at me. I know you've done it too. Just like I know you pretend that you're Godzilla when you drink from the mini bar. Only this time, you have the hairdryer facing the wrong way when you turn it on. And instead of blowing them out, it sucks them in. And there's this awful burnt hair smell and lots of screaming. By you. And by the mechanism inside the hairdryer. And when you regain consciousness, on the cool tile of the bathroom floor sometime later, you realize you're faced with the following options. One, try to slowly unwind what's left of your pubes out of the little fan in the back of the hairdryer. Two, turn the hairdryer back on high, grit your teeth, and hope the baldy looks good on a girl. Three, attempt to drag your sorry pubes and the entangled hairdryer out to your luggage where you're pretty sure there's a manicure scissors that will painlessly free you. Catch a glimpse of yourself in the mirror and realize it looks a hell of a lot like you are giving birth to a Black & Decker appliance, complete with curly stretch cord type umbilicus. Note on three that the hairdryer is fastened to the wall so no one steals it, so you may or may not make it to the luggage. Decide quickly because that knock on the door is room service with your dinner and they won't go away until you sign for your food. Number seven, because driving back home on a shiny California freeway this afternoon, the car that I have been driving since high school decided to let me know the following things were no longer operational. Analog brakes, rear brake lights, and speedometer. So suddenly, driving unknown speed and not wanting to slow down, because not excited about the possibility of impromptu hot exhaust piped anal with the tailgating SUV already trying to mount my little car in the slow lane. Oh, and then this wicked blue viper comes tearing by in the fast lane, driven by a guy who looks a hell of a lot like Jay Leno. And Jay looks at me, and I look at Jay, and I realize this is exactly like that scene from National Lampoon's Vacation, only somehow me and my crappy crap car am Chevy Chase, and Jay is kind of like Krusty Brinkley. And holy crap, life is hardly worth posting about when Jay Leno is outshining you for the role of the hot chick in your own fantasy world. Number six. Because the melodrama from last post was mellowing quite nicely, like fine wine or cheese, or like a really stinky fart you fart while your husband is in the shower and you are all curled up in your snuggly bed covers. And instead of airing it out, you keep it sealed securely, only letting out a tiny whiff to check for gag reflex. And when he hops into bed, you Dutch oven him 
Because maybe you're a little bit of a bitch is why. Me too. Five. I have a very short attention span, these. Number four. Oh, look, a butterfly. Number three. What? What list? What the hell are you talking about? March 4th, 2008. 6.01 a.m. Crash. I'm the last splash. Wake up in the dark that is 5 o'clock in the morning. Yay, alone time! Roll out of bed like a Navy SEAL so as not to wake husband, even though a blaring alarm went off just moments ago. Put on drawstring flannel pants and sweatshirt you left at your bedside the night before. Go commando. You earned it. Plus, putting on panties in the dark is just too hard. Creep to your bathroom. Update the potty report. Mission accomplished. Go to the kitchen. Make coffee. Go about bleary-eyed morning activities. Kids asleep? Check. Husband asleep? Check. Doing Anne things in your nice little Anne habitat? Checkity check, check. Oh, and hey, the back of your knees are wet. What's up with that? Investigate. Realize your pants are on backwards. Bonus, drawstrings got dipped in the toilet bowl. All right, welcome to part two, which I'm gonna call Ann Nam, your hungover ass pocket friend. I got a cup of coffee and my shirt's inside out. Also, two more shorts for you from 2008. So let's go. April 1st, 2008, 5.53 a.m. I am actually the normal one in my family. My little sister called to tell me that she had ventured into an adult novelty store last weekend. On a dare, she was sure to tell me about seven times. Also, to buy some perfume she liked that had been discontinued and her girlfriend had convinced her might reasonably be sold there. Despite being about 25-ish, Little and Little's friend spend 25 minutes across the street giggling their way into hyperventilation before sprinting over and going in. Except the friend does this 180 on the threshold of the store and zips right back out, leaving my sister standing there by herself under the watchful gaze of one shop proprietor and four full regalia sex workers. Cool as a cucumber, Little walks right up to the counter and asks about the perfume. The proprietor checks and comes back with a no. Probably having seen about a zillion prudish little girls come in on a dare before, he kindly starts in with his talking demo about sex toys and everything on the counter, taking each out and explaining the purposes of them and asking Little if she might rather be interested in one of a multitude of vibrators instead. About four minutes into the guy's sales pitch, Little gets a little lightheaded and woozy. Oh my god, you are such a freak. I yell into the phone when she tells me this. Like a Victorian novel, my sister. Lightheaded? I started to faint, she says to me. So I grab the glass countertop to steady myself, but it turns out the countertop is not secured to the display case. So down I go. The glass counter comes down on top of me. Oh no, I say. Oh, that's not the worst of it, she informs me in her signature perma-perky tone. When the glass counter came down on top of me, I also got hit in the face with a dozen dildos that were on display on top of the counter. June 19th, 2008, 
8.24 a.m. That's not part of my unconditional love contract. Our two-year-old woke up late this morning. She came into our bedroom, dragging her favorite stuffed animal behind her. At the edge of the bed, she gave this barky seal cough. I reached over and pulled her into my lap. You have a cough this morning, I said. She nodded in woeful agreement, cheeks pink and eyes glassy. I touched her forehead with my lips. You're a little bit warm, I said. Uh-huh, she agreed. And you got some booger action going on. Where, she asked. I wiped a gummy green nose slug from her nostril and showed her my finger. She peered at it for a long time, then looked up at me, eyes doleful, and whispered, eat it. This has been Ann Nom, your drunk ass and then hungover ass pocket friend. Today's show brought to you by two and a half glasses of red wine. Editing by Coffee and My Hardworking Liver. Music by John Bartman. If you want more stuff like this, show me some love. Tell your friends, share on social media, or hit up my blog, annom.com. If you do that last one, you have an assignment. This week, tell me what family function and or relative you are most looking forward to hiding from this year. Bye.